The following podcast is an excerpt from Jennifer's new podcast called Room for Two. This podcast features coaching sessions with real clients who are working through issues in their emotional and sexual relationships. You'll get to hear real wisdom from Dr. Finlayson Fife, who is uniquely qualified to help couples who grew up in sexually conservative environments to overcome their relational and sexual roadblocks. The podcast can be downloaded and listened to at any time, making it convenient to access Dr. Finlayson Fife's work and insights. If you want to learn more about this new podcast, follow the link in the show notes below to visit the website and subscribe. So maybe you guys can bring me back to the scene of the accident, (laughs) 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 the collision, and tell me maybe if you can remember this enough, like how you each remember that moment so I can better see it myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He was getting ready to go out of town. So there was a lot going on. And, you know, we had talked about, oh, before you go out of town, we need to have sex before before you leave. And but then things just kept coming up and yeah, it just did not become a priority for mm-hmm. me. It didn't I become guess. a priority for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. We had moments of like intimate connection, just not sex, I guess. So I was feeling connected and bonded and fine with him leaving, I -hmm. guess. Was there a certain point in which you decided this is not going to happen, Sarah? Like, was there a certain point where you kind of just knew this is not going to happen or I don't think it's worth the time to make it happen? Can you think of a moment where you sort of knew that was the reality for you, Sarah? Yeah. 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 I mean, Mm -hmm. he had something like 45 minutes I had a meeting to get to. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, we've been talking for, (laughs) we talked too long or something. And. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And so then just, Sarah, how did that get understood between you or did you say something? No, that's the problem, I think, is that I looked at the clock and thought, okay, it's not going to happen. Let's just keep talking, keep connecting here. But it was never verbalized, like, oh, this isn't going to happen. And just as honestly as you can with yourself, what's your sense of why not just bring it forward? Like, it's not looking like it's very possible, or that's going to feel kind of rushed for me, or I don't think I want to, or anything to kind of demonstrate your position. What's your sense of why you didn't? And I'm not even saying you should have, Jenny, actually. I'm just... Um. I think because I was feeling the connection and feeling like we were both good with where we were at thinking that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to make sure I'm following your mind here mm-hmm. is that you were kind of feeling like, I think I'm mapping Rick is probably in a similar place. We are feeling really connected. Yeah. I think he already is sharing the same position. Mm-hmm. Let me just kind of push it a little bit. Why not then just make sure? Or why not just say, hey, it's not looking very likely? Or, and again, I'm not even saying you yeah. should, but just mm-hmm. it's a real question. Um, hmm. Maybe I was, yeah, maybe I was afraid of the answer. Maybe uh-huh, that he, yeah. 
you would mm-hmm. be like, no, a quickie's fine for me. <laughs> like, don't. Uh-huh. That's what I need. That's what I want. And yeah. Uh-huh. That's. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then tell me about that. What would have been the problem if he had revealed a different position? Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I would then feel disconnected. I would feel mm. like the intimate connection that we had was lost so that he could mm. get a quick fix. I don't know what I would have felt. You're saying, Sarah, that if you found out that he's like, no, I am feeling connected. That's why I would love to have sex. Mm -hmm. Or we're only connected in one way. I want to be connected in another way (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) You're saying that if you could hear a different desire, that something would have been lost for you. Is that the right idea? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it would. If that's not it, try and get me closer to what it is. No, I, I really don't. Yeah, you. <laughs> I don't really know. I think that's probably like me feeling invalidated. Like mm. I'm good and okay here, but he's not. So then mm-hmm. that would invalidate my feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, it, it's yeah. it's Sorry. interesting. No, you're okay. It's okay <laughs> to not know. I think it's interesting, Sarah, because you reference rick a lot when you're answering which is very striking rather than you kind of moving internally to figure out your own mind you're looking Mm -hmm. to him to validate your mind yeah right and i have to be careful with people that do that because they might start referencing my mind and giving me Mm -hmm. the answer they think i want rather than the answer of what's true so but that's just kind of a signal of how much you reference outside to figure yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. So let me just look at Rick's mind and then I'll come back to your mind. Um, but it does sound like that you liked it as it was and you were hoping that you had buy-in. Yeah. Yeah. And for whatever reason that you preferred it, maybe that's a little unclear, but it does feel that you felt good about where things were and you thought there's no reason to disrupt this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can pull off not disrupting it. I don't want too much truth to cloud where <laughs> what I want to have be true. So I won't go find out if I'm right or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then Rick, tell me your view of that interaction and yourself in it. Um. I know the the first place that I self-betrayed, if that's the right word. So it was, let's take a nap and have sex. Which do you want to do first? And I wanted to have sex first and then take a nap. But I didn't say that. I mm. just deferred to her. And she said, oh, I just want to take a nap. And then we'll have sex. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever you want, dear. Like that was kind of mm-hmm. my, but I never said that. I never verbalized that. Mm-hmm. So you didn't verbalize which part? That, oh, this is what I would prefer. This is what okay. I want. Got it. Um, yes. And I think in the back of my head, I think I had a fear that if we napped first, that sex might not happen. Mm-hmm. There was probably a little bit of concern about that, but 
Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't verbalize it. So we took a nap and then we woke up late and then we were rushed for time. Mm-hmm. Um, I locked the bedroom door and started putting the moves on. And she's like, mm, yeah, no, this it's not going to happen kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. And I said, okay, yeah, we're running out of time. And yeah, I was disappointed on, I mean, a scale of one to 10, I was like a three. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was mild. Cause like she said, we were mm-hmm. close. We were connected. Sex was not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even joked, I said, well, this is good. You're getting some practice disappointing me. This is what we're supposed mm-hmm. to be working on. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but that was kind of all I said. And it wasn't until later that I brought up that question of, so am I supposed to tell you that I'm disappointed? Actually, I think I said frustrated, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which was probably a poor choice of words, but. Uh, not if you were frustrated, it's not. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the question is how much intimacy can the marriage handle? Now, if you're trying to say I'm disappointed or frustrated in order to get Sarah into the shape that you want her to be in, you should not talk. <laughs> what I mean is if you're sharing yourself to get the other person to conform, well, then that's going over the boundary. If you are talking honestly to a partner that you dare to disappoint and be disappointed by, well, then it's good information for the marriage. Not because you're right and Sarah's wrong, but even to push that reality between you, it gets you a chance to look at, am I being fair or not? Right? Because let's go to you for a minute. When you said, oh, sure, dear, however you want to sleep versus have sex. (laughs) I mean, you're showing I also struggle with being honest, right? So tell me about that. Why do you think you're hiding who you are there? My view of it is that I, to a fault, defer to her needs, wants, wishes, um, to keep her happy, to keep her comfortable, to keep her anxiety low. Um, I defer to her. And what's the upside for you in that? Uh, It keeps the peace. It keeps us in connection. Um, It doesn't trigger my anxiety if she's anxious. Um, It's safer, but it's not always honest. Yeah. And when you say it's safer, safer from what? What's it protecting you from? Um, Disconnection from my own anxiety. Yeah. I think you guys are showing me that you tolerate a lot of dishonest connection. Like there's something warm, but not honest. Mm -hmm. And so you prefer the warmth or the validation that you're calling connection, but there's a complicity in not showing too much of who you each are. Mm -hmm. So you're both nodding. Say what you know is true about that. Yeah, we like comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. We were just talking last night, getting ready, like we're in a really good place. We've been in a really good place, which probably means we don't disagree much. We don't have arguments. Mm-hmm. Um, we just get along. Just mm-hmm. There's a lot of peace and harmony and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it feels good. It's, mm-hmm. It is. It's very comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
Right. But I think you're also saying we both will step back from showing too much of who we are. And you keep the marriage from growing into a marriage that can handle who you both are. Right. So you're not making room for two. You're making room for one and a half. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) So you're using the language of connection. A lot of people do, but it's a kind of connection that can feel saccharine, you know, or kind of a little suffocating. It's not a connection that really allows you to fully be yourself. And those are the happiest people. They can really be with each other and be themselves. Some people to be themselves have to be miles apart from each other, right? Or some people will sacrifice what's real just to be in connection. You guys are in that direction. What's the problem in your mind, Rick, of saying, I am disappointed. I really wanted to make love to you before I left. Um, I think it's just my fears of upsetting her, dysregulating her, because then I get upset and dysregulated in mm-hmm. in response to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, you're saying, I don't want to show her I'm disappointed because I will disappoint her which will then disappoint me. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, part what you're saying, the upside of the pretending is keeping control of the validation system. And you can do that, of course, lots and lots of couples do. But if you want to create a marriage where you feel free, you have to put validation on the altar and speak what's honest, not to control Sarah, or get her to agree with you, but to allow the marriage to deal with what's honest. To access the rest of this episode and more coaching sessions like this one, visit the link to the website in the show notes below. There you can learn more about the podcast and subscribe to it. Become an annual subscriber today. Annual subscribers receive exclusive benefits that you can't get anywhere else including an opportunity for a free coaching call with Dr. Finlayson Fife, priority access to her live events, a free 30-minute e-course on creating a better sex life, and bonus content such as episodes and Facebook Lives. We are so excited about launching Room for Two and giving you access to more of Dr. Finlayson Fife's wisdom and insight. We hope that you'll subscribe, listen, and gain value from the episodes. Thanks. Have a great week.